Um, we, we talked a little bit about thankfulness. Um, thankfulness stems from a heart of gratefulness. And oftentimes what I find out is that people, um, you know, they lose their ability to be grateful as they become more acclimated with living the blessed life that God has given them. Amen. I found out that it's harder to, uh, you know, stay humble and stay grateful and stay thankful when everything is going good. Yep, yep, yep. That ever have? Amen. Everything is good, so we just pray, you know, we just pray when we feel like it. Amen. Things just, things have worked out for me. Our life is going good and you know, I'm back to my normal, but when things were going bad, boy, you, you couldn't beat you to the church. You, boy, you were the first one here. You know what I mean? And, and it happens. It's listen, I don't want you to think that it's something that just happens to just you. It happens to everybody, but just because it happens to everybody doesn't mean it has to be your narrative. Come on, say amen. Amen. And so, uh, we should always be thankful, always be thankful. Why should we always be thankful? Because God has been so good to us. Amen. How many believe that God has been good? Amen. And so a lot of what happens to us is that we lose our ability to be grateful. And so today I want to look at some of this or give thanks. Um, I want you to go to first Thessalonians chapter, uh, chapter five. I believe we went there last week. We're going to pray. Amen. Because I know somebody said, we need to pray. We need to pray. I already know that. I already know that. I already know that. Amen. How did I know that? Amen. First Thessalonians chapter, first Thessalonians chapter five. Amen. And we're going to look at verse 17, but we're going to back up a little bit and talk about it a little bit. Amen. We're going to look at verse 12. Amen. So let's pray and give God thanks. People say what? Amen. 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 Uh, amen. So let's look at it. Let's look at verse 12. It says, but we request of you, brethren, that you do what? Appreciate those who diligently labor among you and have what? In the Lord and give you what? Who, who, who's, he, who's he talking about? Amen. He's talking about the pastor. What did he say? He said, what should you do? Appreciate. Amen. Now, I'm going to show you something real quick. I find it interesting that in the context of thankfulness, amen, that uh, he says that you ought to appreciate the one who do what? The one who labors among you. Come on, somebody. The one who what? Have charged the one who what labors, the one who diligently labors among you, but the one who what have charge over you. Whenever you place yourself in the church, you're putting yourself in a position, amen, of submission, and you're placing yourself under your pastor who has charge. Over you. Now, that's a big responsibility because the Bible says that I have to give an account for you. Amen. So one day God's going to say, well, so, so what about her? What have you been doing? I'm like, boy, you, you only knew. 
Amen. Boy, he brought Cokes and amen and candy and Lord have mercy. And, and, and a lot of people love him for that, you know. So, so what I'm saying is, he, he says this, right? He says, who deals your labor and have charge over you in the Lord. Notice, in the Lord. All right, don't get that twisted. In the what? In the Lord. But look what he goes on to say next. What does he say next? And give you what? Instructions. <laughs> so Sarah said it so confidently like it was really up on the screen. <laughs> yeah, okay. Instructions. Amen. So what is the pastor's job? Pastor's job is to give you what? All right. In what? In living. To learn how to live. How else will you learn what God wants from you if the man of God is not instructing you? Can I get an amen? Amen. Look what he says next. And that you esteem them. That's the next verse. And that you esteem, esteem, what does that word mean? Esteem them. What? What do you think that word means in your English mind? Encourage. Esteem. Uh, at a, keep at a higher. In other words, what we and the preachers were just talking about in our, in our meeting is, I know that you, see, you may see me on Monday through Friday doing office hours, right? And you may think, oh, that's my homeboy. That's my buddy. Okay, but he says, nah, the, 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 the job doesn't stop after Sunday. Hello, somebody. You keep respecting them and, and because, because of the job that they have. You follow what I'm saying? Because of the responsibility that they have over your what? Over your what? Over your life. But watch this now. Watch what he says now. I want to show you something. Watch what he says. Now, that word... It, it, that word esteem now, let me tell you, let me tell you what it means um, in the, it, it, it's the same word, um, it's the same word to think, amen. So it, it, he's saying that you ought to think a certain kind of way about your leader. Lord have mercy, I don't know why the Lord have me in, amen. He says, Esteem them very what? In what? In what? Love. (laughs) Amen. He said, because of their work, live in peace with who? One another. Y'all don't want to hear that. Keep reading. It says, we urge you, brethren, admonish the who? Encourage the what? Mm Mm-hmm. What else? Help the weak and be what? <laughs> Some of us, amen. We, amen. We're not patient, you know. We, amen. Keep reading. See that no one what? One another with evil for evil, but always seek after that which is good for who? For all people. So, so what Paul was saying to this church in Thessalonica, he was saying to them, listen, our attitudes towards one another is important. Now, I'm getting to thankfulness here in a minute. But watch this. Now, why should I always give thanks? 
right? Because I realized that here's the thing. I used to be without a pastor. Hello, somebody. I used to be unruly. Amen. I used to be faint hearted. Amen. I wasn't patient with nobody. Amen. But it is through our actions towards one another. Amen. And sometimes, amen. I look at some of our faces and I see impatience. Come on and say amen. Come on and say amen. So tell your neighbor, we got to slow down. And we got to be patient. with. Listen, I want you at this level. (laughs) You with me? I want you at this level. But if you're not ready yet, I'll be patient with you. Amen. Amen. Come on, say amen, y'all. See, a lot of times in church, we get it messed up, man. We expect people to change overnight. You're not going to change overnight. You're in a slow road to change. And and I would rather you be on a slow road to change rather than on the fast road to emotion. Where you feel like you're changed, but you're not really changed. And when you walk out the door, you're the same. Come on, say amen. Amen. And so look what he says. Pastor's job is hard, boy. Because look at the context what he's talking about. Right? Return evil for evil. You know, look what he says. He says, he says, look what he says. He says, verse 16. Rejoice what? Rejoice when? Now, I believe that joy is a prerequisite for thankfulness. I believe if you don't have no joy. And I talked about joy last week. Amen. I talked about when your life is empty, when you when you when you have no joy. Amen. God can fill you with joy. Now, when did he say to rejoice? Rejoice when things are good. Listen, why is it that when we leave here, right? And when we get hit on Monday, right? All our joy our, our cup just go empty. And listen, and it doesn't take much Satan knows that the joy that you have today, right now, will leave you immediately. Some of you have a hole in your cup. (laughs) And you got some lean in there too. But what I'm saying, (laughs) what what I'm trying to say is, (laughs) amen, when your joy cup has a hole and you keep trying to patch it up, Tell your neighbor you need a new cup. I know that's your favorite cup. Man, I got a favorite coffee cup. I go crazy. Amen. When I can't find my cup. And I'm the one, I'm the only one that moves it. And then when I look, go around looking for it, and I call, I, it's a national emergency. I call everybody downstairs. All right, y'all, where's my cup? Daddy is right there. <laughs> right in front of me. You know what I mean? So, so what I'm saying is you have to ask yourself a question, right? What are you filling your cup with on Sunday? Come on, somebody. And every day so that when things show up in your life, watch this, you just go empty. Now, you know you can fill your cup with a whole lot of other things. Amen. The the, the Bible talks about worldly joy. But he says, I believe in order for me to be thankful... I have to at least have some joy. Listen, I know, isn't it amazing how you have joy and then you, then you go online and look at your bank account? 
And then you're like, gosh, don't. And then your mind goes right back to, oh, man, shoot, man. Then you come to church looking crazy left side and, you know what I mean, all kinds of stuff. You, you're trying to figure it out. You're like, man, I don't know what, I'm going to have faith. I'm going to have faith this morning. I'm going to have faith this morning. Trust me, I know what you're going through. But here's, here's what I want to say to you. Your joy is either, your joy, it, it either came from God. Or it came from your circumstance. Because your circumstance was good. But these things I've been telling you when he says always do them. He says do them always. Whether things are going good. Whether they're going bad. Whether they're going in between. Come on somebody. Whether your world is falling apart. Listen. If your world is falling apart. Watch this. That's a good reason to rejoice. You say, why? Because you get to see if what I've been saying to you is real. Amen. I told you, always have. Be confident. Triumph that you're a winner. You're not a loser. You're on a winning team. But here's the thing. Watch this. You got to understand what your role is and understand that right now from the position where you are, it may look like you're losing. The score is zero to 25, but guess what? The quarter ain't over yet. Come on, somebody. We still got four more quarters to play and guess what? It ain't over until God said, come on, help me until God says it's over. And, and that word rejoice, <laughs> come on somebody, amen. He says what? Rejoice what? <clears throat> Always. That word means to be glad, to have joy, to rejoice. A to the man, y'all. Amen, amen. It means to have great joy. Amen. Followed by uh, followed by an expression because of the occasion, but because, watch this, because of the information that you have and you know that Satan has fallen, you know that you're more than a conqueror in Christ Jesus. You know that this may be a temporary setback for a major comeback. Amen. You know all of this, but yet in our minds, we forget all of these things in the midst of our adversities and trials. Amen. So if I'm waking up this morning saying, okay, you know what? Pastor told me on Sunday that I got confidence. Amen. You know what? That I'm going to triumph today. Okay, he said that the quarter ain't over yet. So, Lord, right now we down. Amen. We down 23 to zip. But guess what? The day ain't over yet. Amen. And if I can lift my hands and say, Lord, thank you. Thank you for what I'm going through right now. I'm going to rejoice in the Lord always. And again, I say, rejoice. I'm going to have this joy that the world didn't give me. 
<clears throat> the world can't even understand me, understand my joy. But, but Lord, help me because at the end of this day, I believe that I will rejoice again. That's the kind of things that we have to learn to do. Remember the context. Go back real quick to, to, to verse, because um, a lot of you got people problems. <clears throat> yeah, you do. Go to verse 14. Your issue is people. Admonish to who? Huh? <laughs> the who? You, you know what that unruly person is? A person who's out of order. Amen. A person who's out of place. You're out of place with that. You know, the unruly. All right. He says, do what? Encourage who? <clears throat> the who? The faint hearted. Amen. That's the person that pretty much they, they're so worried and they're fearful about issues of life. See what I'm saying? They're scared. Admonish them. He says, look what he says to do for them now. Did he say help them? No, he says do what? Admonish them. You know what that word admonish means? To exhort or to instruct. Teach them something. Pastor. (laughs) Amen. That's why we came, didn't we? Teach them how to do. See, I want to see you. And myself, that when we leave here on Sunday, that we are taking what we learn and we are actually putting it into practice Monday through Friday so that we can see whether or not, whether or not this stuff is real. Are you with me? Look what he says. Look what he says next. He says what? Uh, Help the who? Amen. Help them. Notice. He says to help them because the unruly, what do they need? Admonishing. You know what the unruly need? They need to be instructed on how to do things different. Amen. Because they just don't know how. See, you think they're just so crazy and crazy. Amen. But he says to teach them, exhort them, right? He says, help the weak and be patient with everyone. Verse 15, see that no one repays one another with what? But always seek after that which is good for who? In other words, who's looking out for you? And whether someone is looking out for you or not, it is your responsibility to do what? Be good. Didn't say give away stuff. Y'all ain't trying to hear me. It says be what? You know what that word means? Kind. Not nice. Kind. And kindness carries a standard. In other words, you just can't call me when you want to call me. There's boundaries. Some be kind to you. Amen. Look what he says. He says, rejoice always. Right? Pray, verse 17. See? Here we right back to where we were at the beginning. Pray without ceasing. See, a lot of times we limit prayer to certain things. I've already talked to you about this. But we don't, we don't, we don't, we don't want to pray for 
everything. We pray for just for some things. Pray about that attitude you have. Pray about your lack of faith. Pray about your anxiety. Pray about your mind when it wanders away from the, from the service. <laughs> Amen. Pray when stuff happens. Come on and help me somebody. Amen. Pray when you're falling asleep. <clears throat> Amen. I know I have that baritone voice that puts you asleep, but you know. Look at verse 18. <laughs> verse 18 says, <clears throat> now I want to help somebody with this. Look what it says. What does it say? <clears throat> In what? Now I want us to, I want us to just marinate this, this verse for a minute. I just want us to just, we, we ain't going to run over it. We're just going, we just, in what? So let's stop there and ask ourselves a question. I want you to make a list now <clears throat> of your everythings. Come on, help me. I'm talking about your everythings. What, what, what are you so worked up about? What's your everything? He says, in everything, after you've been rejoicing, after you've been handling people with patience and admonishing them and that praying for them and type of stuff. He said, do what? Give thanks. Lord, you have it under control. Now, the reason I can give thanks is because I know who's in control. He says, give thanks in some things. In everything. Why? Let me help somebody. I'm going to help you with something here, man. Why should I give thanks in everything? <clears throat> oh, Lord, have mercy. Are you telling me it's God's will to frustrate me today? Yeah. You know why? Because he's trying to pull all that stick. He wants to show you who you really are. That you really don't have faith. That you really worry too much. That you really fall apart emotionally. That you got a bad attitude when things don't go your way. See? And so in the midst of the negative, watch this. You give thanks because you say, okay, God, this is your will. And can I tell you something? A lot of us are trying to escape his will rather than stay in his will. Watch this. And change our attitudes while being in his will. You would rather be in the will of God. Lord have mercy. Now remember I went over this last week. That's the reason why I went to James last week. Because I, I needed to go to James to explain this. Because it's a paradox. <laughs> Amen. It's an oxymoron. Watch this. How in the world 
Can I give thanks when my rent is due and I got $3 in the bank? Come on, somebody. And and I have no other source of income. Come on, somebody. And, 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 And listen, and listen. I don't get paid for another two weeks. And I, I listen, and I ain't got no gas to get to work to make that check for two weeks. And you're telling me to give thanks that this is your will? Well, let's back it up a little bit. Amen. It is his will that you change your perspective and be a better steward. <laughs> Amen. It is his will that you take another look at what you need to cut back on. Come on, somebody. See, we try to make God into a genie. But God God wants you to use your common sense. Amen. As well as your spiritual sense. So that you will understand that, watch this. God, what is your will? What are you trying to teach me? So that I can remain in your... Listen, a lot of us... Let me tell you why it doesn't work out. Because we get out of his will. See, the text is so powerful. The Bible is real, y'all. But I find that in the Bible, God is always asking us to do things that is humanly possible but not spiritually possible. Does that make sense? It's spiritually possible, but in your flesh, it's not possible. If you stay in the spirit, and if you allow the Holy Spirit to take reign and rule over your heart, watch this, you will be able to get out of what you think seems difficult. Look what he says. He says, in what things? See, this is the part that really gets me. He says, in everything. Now, if he would have said, in a certain thing, remember what he just got finished telling us. You're dealing with what? Unruly people, evil people. Then you got to deal with your pastor. (laughs) Amen. Who's instructing you and teaching you. So therefore, now that you got the instructions and the teaching, when you start dealing with people, guess what? You can handle it. And then next thing is in everything in your life, in everything. If you're laying in a hospital bed, we have to overcome fear. Lord, this is your will for me to... Uh, yesterday, Deacon Hurd was pulling out. Well, well, he had a jump on his car. And I'm like, man, what else could happen? <laughs> you know what I mean? He called me, you know, a little panicky, like, Pastor, you know, uh, you know, I'm going to call AAA and all that kind of stuff. And they gave him a jump and all this stuff. So he came to church. Okay? But watch this. He didn't stop giving thanks. Right? Then when he goes out to the parking lot now, same problem. So it so, just so happened that he was in the right place. Come on, somebody. He rejoiced. We went to AutoZone, got him a discount, got him a new battery, needed a new battery. Okay, but the point is, he was right where he was supposed to be. Couple, last couple weeks ago, right, when your, when your tire blew out, come on. It, 
when you see, you made up in your mind, watch this. And that's what I told him. Any other day, he would have stayed home. <laughs> Amen. You made up in your mind that after that flat tire, no, I'm still going to church. I'm going to stay. I'm trying to help somebody. I'm going to stay in his will. I'm going to give him thanks for this because God wanted to show you, oh, I got angels all around. Come on, somebody. And, and, and watch this. And I will help you. But the devil can so, why is it? The devil can so easily throw us off. In a split second. He could just take all of our joy. Take all of our peace. Take all of our thankfulness. We stop rejoicing. We mad and our face look crazy. And all kinds of stuff, right? And we're like, the days are done. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> you know, we, we all bent out of shape in one day, in one hour. But if you say, God, you know what? Let's change the narrative. Let's do this. We know Satan is fallen. Right? We know that we have power. I told you that. To tread on what? Scorpions and, and snakes, right? We have authority to stomp him out. Dominion over all that. Watch this. Why don't we use it? Maybe you haven't been acclimated or maybe you feel a little awkward using that power. But here's how you use that power. Lord, I give you thanks right now. I'm sitting on the side of the road. Come on, somebody. But obviously, it's your will right now for me to be here. So, Lord, whatever your will is right now, whatever that is, Lord, I accept that will. And I'm going to give you thanks. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for your will. Thank you for your works. Thank you for your power. And then all of a sudden. See, have you even seen it? Watch this. Have you ever seen it work out when you gave thanks? Lord have mercy. Did that make sense what I just said? Have you ever seen your situation worked out from the position of thankfulness? Or have you always reacted the way you have? Right? And you've never seen it with thankfulness. Oh, I've seen it with thankfulness. Oh, I'm thanking him right now. Because we need a miracle this morning. Come on, somebody. I'm thanking them right now. In spite of what I feel right now. In spite of what I'm going through right now. I'm giving them thanks because guess what? I know that God, it is your will for me in. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. And let me show you what we do when we get out of his will. When you don't give thanks. See, God doesn't require much. You know what God wants from you and I? Give him thanks. Come on, try it. Come on, come on, just... Just right where you are. Just, I know it's been a tough week. Come on. Just tell them. Come on. Just give them thanks. T open your mouth. Say, Tata. 
You know, the baby say, Tata. Thank you. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Come on, let's say, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. It was rough, but thank you, Lord. I don't know where the stuff is going to come from, but thank you, Lord. I don't know what's going to happen tomorrow, but thank you, Lord. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Listen, thankfulness comes from a heart of joy that you know that it's going to work out, heard? It's going to work out. Start thanking him now. Lord, it's your will right now. Amen. 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 It's your will right now, Lord. It is your will. Because here's the thing. If you do not have that attitude, give me the next verse. No. You're quenching the spirit. Now let me tell you what quenching the spirit means. Whenever you do the opposite of the word. You know why a lot of us struggle Monday through Friday? Because we're not even walking in the spirit, much less quenching it. You got to be filled with the Holy Spirit, first of all. And you ask for the filling. God, fill me. But when you do the opposite, if and because the next verse says, do not despise prophetic utterance. So if you call me and I tell you something and you want to do your thing, then you just despise what I just told you. And here's the thing. I'm going to tell you the hard thing. I'm not going to tell you the easy thing. But here's the thing. We quench the Holy Spirit. To quench the Holy Spirit means to resist what he wants to do. But if you have a heart of thankfulness, and watch this, joy comes from the Holy Spirit. And when you're low in the spirit, when you, listen, when you have no feeling and it's just feeling, watch this. You can't be guided. You know, he can't guide you. He can't do what he wants to do. He can't direct you. Amen. What he can't do, he can't illuminate the word to you because you're so distracted. Uh-oh. Uh-oh, that's my sermon. You're so distracted by your issue rather than thanking him. Watch this. You're quenching him. And when you quench him, he goes down and he says, okay, have your way. Do what you do. Because guess what? You don't want to do me. You want to do you. Amen.